This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I am here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we're here for our 55th episode. Yay! Yeah, we're getting up there. Heck I was about to say, you. dang. 55. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we are going to be doing uh, Texas bars and inns hauntings. I don't think we any of us did inns though. I think they're all Texas bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> or not Texas bars, uh, haunted bars, basically. But. Well, you, you know, I, I I looked at the statistics. Uh, Texas has like the most haunted bars in like a single state, <laughs> but that's also because we're like the biggest state true, here. True. So. That yeah. and like we were there like sixty percent of the time. So stuff's gonna yeah. get spooky. <laughs> I actually had like a like I said an, an inn or convention center, but. I switched my story at the end. Eh. That's another story. Or <laughs> another. A, a uh, haunted cheddars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also had a, a haunted cheddars. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were all coming from uh, from Laredo, Texas. Oh, if God. anybody out there is, uh, you know, traumatized by the cheddars, not just the food, but the spooky, spooky happenings, <laughs> and the feel free to let us know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple Podcast. Oh, gosh. What's that one podcatcher that I've been seeing lately pop oh, up on our podchaser? Pers- yeah. And then audible and other places wherever you guys are listening yeah be consistent people we're trying to look at the analytics we have have one on fire stick remember (laughs) oh Oh, yeah yeah. keep it up buddy yeah i I guess they put us on to clean so yeah it's uh, that's what i was gonna say it's like a a housewife just (laughs) putting it on in the background Mm -hmm. fire stick whoever you are hats off to you buddy yeah we recognize you (laughs) we see you out there Mm -hmm. and um if you want to send in your own story to be read or if you want us to give you a call send in uh send us an email at let's chat paranormal at gmail.com make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook both of those are let's chat paranormal and while you're over there on spotify or anywhere that you can give us a rating give us a good rating give us some constructive uh feedback if you'd like but we just saw like a really big bump in numbers and we really appreciate the people that are sharing it and just continue to do that even We're, if it's even if it's in the toilet, you know, <laughs> I, I, we don't mind. Wherever you listen to us, <laughs> yeah. Um, bar, what I assume Texas ballroom oh, po- yeah. poetry. You could just <laughs> put us right next to it. Yeah, hell yeah, well, awesome stuff. Okay, so spooky updates. I I forgot to write down if I had any spooky updates. So if I had any, they're gone. <laughs> they are lost in the void. They're lost in the pain and ink on your back right now. Yeah. Well, not, it doesn't even have to be that. It's just they go in the in the hole <laughs> yeah in the void yeah <laughs> well i mean i did have uh that weird thing that we happened right now while yeah. we were setting up not necessarily spooky initially but uh strange yeah so like we were setting up and uh i felt 
as if something had like brushed my leg or grabbed it. And I thought it was the ugly little dog in here. <laughs> but she is over there on the couch, like just staring at us intently. And uh, yeah, it was kind of weird. It, firm, it, firm grasp. It always happens whenever we talk about something about the house with the medium or something. Something mm -hmm. always like, punches back or lets you know whenever we actually talk about the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I'm here, motherfucker. Yeah. The house is just like the fourth silent member of the podcast and <laughs> yeah, we were having a, a discussion about something to do with it and i guess it was just like let me tug on this fool's oh <laughs> oh no shit that's right we were just having that conversation because when mm -hmm. we try to do the the reader the coffee and yeah. um, just whenever we we try Ooh, to interesting figure interesting. it out it kind of bites back yeah interesting well Okay. Did you have any uh, creepy updates? Uh, not really that I can think of. No, no, no. Just nothing worth mentioning. Okay. Well, then we can head right into our uh, next part of the episode. Sit back, uh, crack open a cold one, get yourself salsagetti, or if you're yeah. just drinking a margarita, drink one for me too, because I'm just <laughs> having water today. I'm cutting back a lot <laughs> on my drinking. So, is um, that is there a reason for that? No, just uh, or well, heartburn. <laughs> getting adult old. problems yeah. Yeah, getting, old. getting old yeah <laughs> isn't that a shame yeah oh it God. really is i i am really recognizing how as as i stare at my allergy bottle and heartburn <laughs> bottle that i have over there i know um i'm excited for my growing basil that that's what's getting me excited in life <laughs> <laughs> anyways welcome to adulthood yeah um all right guys sit back and relax and let's talk about some haunted bars all right i am actually gonna take us about 900 miles away from here Roughly about 16 hours trip. Uh, At least yours is more accurate than my Japan one. <laughs> 12 hour flight. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a good car ride because we're heading down to Mexico near the Mexican uh, Mexico City, the capital. Um, I believe the district or country. I'm not going to actually try to pronounce it because it's even tough for me. But I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to try the other one. It's a. Qualtapan, Qualtapan, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Near the city of Texcoco. So, um, in that area, if wait, wait, I I just want to point out that my sister is making fun of your notes. I know. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh. They are literally written down on our new little what it. What even is air it? Purifier yeah, air purifier. Yeah, air purifier. And for some of my uh, side things, <laughs> I use symbols as in a star, a squiggly line, lets me know how to go. I know. I'm just like, how do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? This is why we need to set up a Patreon yeah. to, to help fund Jesse to get better equipment. I work with what I'm given since I was a tiny wee lad, okay? We didn't have a lot of room for stuff, so we just work with what we got people mm -hmm. <laughs> once we get on youtube they're just gonna be like why is jen always making stupid faces <laughs> why is jesse looking at a refrigerator manual <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry for interrupting no I'm no sorry. like he's like he, he's acting like he's reading notes but he's got a walgreens receipt <laughs> We see it. We see your purchase. 
All right, let's go back to the ambience a little bit. Okay. okay. So we're in uh, Texcoco. This story is, well, I guess let me um, give you a little bit of background of what I'm going to be talking to. These are bars out there that are essentially housed by witches and werewolves. I am going there because I am. Because you are Jesse. Yeah. And I, I love me some werewolves, some dogman, or as they're uh, referred in our area, uh, Nahalis. Okay. And. Uh, there's two types of bars you could run into. One where the Nalis are born like that, okay. which is kind of dangerous because it's like a born into thing. They don't really know how to control it. And then there's ones that are okay. ritualistically uh, brought into it by witches, of course. Yes, there are witches out there also that have bars that lure men or try to get small children to suck their blood. Oh my Wait. gosh. Yes. I, I was going to be like, oh, hell yeah. And then, nope, never mind. <laughs> like sexy witches? Uh, yes, sexy Ooh, witches, yes. God damn it, I would die so quick. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I would die so quick. Yes, uh, sexy witches and some are lure you in with good food as well. And, oh, you know, they're in bars, so Jesus you know, you're a goner already out there. Like, <laughs> like, are they calling from, like, the bar, like, the front porch, like, sir, come in? No, no, they kind of they hunt you. Oh, because I was going to say, like, you. If, if that was the case, like, they'd be halfway through the sentence and I'd already be at the bar. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, it's a little a little more like a, like a hostile kind of like vibe where they, they, Ooh, they okay. prey on you. A uh, little less titty twister. Oh, oh, OK. Which I'm pretty sure every guy's like, yeah, I want to run into a titty twister. <laughs> if nobody Do you gets get that, the reference? Jen? I was about to say, yes. if no one gets that reference, that's from uh, from Dust of Dawn. Yeah, um, George Clooney when he was Jesse still watches cool. that, I swear to God, at least once a week. So I and Steven fucking Seagal. Jesus goddamn Christ. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. All right. So we're going back to Texcoco and this account by... I believe the person was Victor Hugo, Victor Hugo Perez. But a lot of the facts have been altered depending on who's telling the story. And this goes to some members that were visiting that area for other families, as many do. And they had a very outspoken grandfather. And this grandfather, as he woke up, um, was like, I, I want to I wanna drink today. Which to nobody, to his dismay, agreed with him. So he took his self all the way to Texcoco and decided to kind of bar hop around there. Yeah, yeah. And with the imminent sun going down, a lot of the family was worried that he was still out there and, you know, he wasn't going to be able to make it back in his inebriated state. So they sent out the oldest grandson with a donkey to help him kind of carry him the weight if he oh, was okay. <laughs> you know if he was that fucked up uh, also grandpa was you know typical mexican grandpa out there he always carried his machete so they were worried God he damn. was gonna you know get Hurt into some kind of yeah, confrontation yeah. so of course he gets his stuff and he starts heading out on the trail no big deal he always does this to commute he finally gets to texcoco and he starts going from bar to bar and he eventually finds his grandfather. Okay. To his dismay, his grandfather, of course, is getting into an argument with someone. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, nothing comes of it as he sees his grandson and he says, hey, are you going to have drinks with me? He says, no, they have sent me to 
What? <laughs> I'm just like having drinks with your grand, your grandpa. Well, Sorry. he's he's older. He's oh, like, okay. He's, he's of age. I'm thinking oh, like okay. a ten year old. No, no. This is a this is a strapping young man. He's oh, okay. he's able bodied, and I'm sure he's had well, drinks in I, his life. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I mean, aside from that, it's it's just a whole different culture. I mean. Like I'm, us as Latinos, I'm pretty sure a 12 year old would have a shot. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, aside from that, though, like also uh, from dating like a Latina back mm-hmm. in the day, I mean, she told me stories of like, look, you know, if your parents told you not to drink, you were expected not to drink. And you could go down to the corner store and get a botella for, you know, your yeah, tío, cigarettes. Your, of yeah. Wine. And they would do that because the store owner knew, OK, you're getting it for, you know, such and such or your yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So like just different culture, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, he tell him, tells him, no, I'm, I'm supposed to bring you back pops, you know. And, you know, he's fighting them. He's cussing up a storm. Okay. Um, eventually, he's able to get him to leave. But as he's leaving, one of the men that was part of that argument group confronts his grandfather. Okay. And he, in total shock, sees his grandfather beat the crap out of this man oh shit and uh as it goes three hits on the ground and then he knocked him unconscious as he kicked him in the head jesus uh yeah so this isn't gonna end well. <laughs> um as soon as that happened uh in a rush he kind of told him hey you know we gotta get out of here let's get on the donkey and let's take you over here give me your machete I don't want you to cut yourself in the ride. And, of course, the grandfather was like, no, hell no. You're not getting this. I'm getting on this donkey, but I, the, the <laughs> hell you're getting this. So, of course, they get and they start making their trip um, away from the bar. And it starts getting a little dark. It's getting to that time. So the grandfather, pissed off and drunk, also tells him, why in the hell did you have to pick the oldest, slowest, <laughs> ugliest, smelliest donkey to bring to carry me? And he's like, well, it's all I could find. I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. And they're arguing, arguing. And as they're arguing on the trail, and this is um, where they're passing. It's called uh, Chapingo, which is like one of the little passing cities on there. Okay. Because it, it does play an importance if anybody out there knows Mexico or has heard these mythos. The donkey gets spooked. Okay. And I mean, like, he gets freaked out towards where he tosses the the grandfather and the grandfather's cussing and hollering and you know just like i told you this donkey was worthless blah blah, blah. yeah so as they're moving him he turns to stone he essentially's like i'm not moving Aww, oh shit. he's a nope. scared baby yes and uh <laughs> so they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do the grandpa's cussing up and through the the little brush area they can hear a, a, a like almost a dog kind of breathing hard and uh it it doesn't really startle them as more as like they're they know that they're not alone anymore Mm -hmm. so they start kind of moving them slowly moving them slowly and as they're moving they can hear this thing kind of following and now they hear small growls coming from the the area and kind of like switching from really close to kind of far away and this kind of unsettles the grandfather and the grandfather immediately tells the grandson okay as soon as something happens i need you to switch your shirt backwards 
And yeah, the exact same look that you're giving is the exact same look that this grandson gave to him. And he goes, and if something comes out of those uh, shrubs and starts attacking us, whatever you do, don't help me. Just start running in a circle. Okay. Until it's gone. And then run straight back to our, our place. Yeah. And he's thinking like, man, this guy drank way too damn much. <laughs> so he's telling him, okay, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take this machete away from this man. Who's clearly not in any kind of state. Uh, I made him walk. The alcohol for sure has hit his brain. <laughs> um, so he's, you know, trying to talk to him, and the grandfather's already got his machete in his hand, and uh, he is trying to talk to him they're walking and he sees this creature which is as he describes it a small dog coming up from the shrubs until he sees it stand up on its hind legs and sees a muscular creature that he has never seen in any creature before okay uh fur as dark as night and it being a kind of not cool night out there he could still see like a, a vapor or steam coming out from this dog's mouth. Right. But um, something very peculiar about it is that the eyes didn't look like animal eyes. They looked like human eyes. Okay. Which is a big part of the mythos over there. Even though you're able to change, your eyes stay the same. So your eyes always stay human. Um, which <laughs> kind of led him to freak out a little bit more because this thing was making eye contact with him and his grandfather right. him grandfather finally just lunged at the grandfather him the grandfather and this creature just start fighting you know just to biting tearing yes and eventually pop stabs him with his fucking machete right through the stomach oh shit this thing bolts it straight into the shrubs again both very spooked and not knowing what the hell just happened pick up leave the donkey and start (laughs) heading out as fast as possible when they get back both of them don't say a thing to anybody uh they just sit down they have a couple of drinks (laughs) (laughs) and they go to bed the grandson kind of shaken the next morning um is like in disbelief he doesn't know what to what to believe right and the grandfather without missing a beat says hey we need to go back to that area Oh shit! And to get the like, donkey, I'm hoping. No, <laughs> he, said, he speaks donkey. nothing of the donkey. So, um, the machete is an heirloom. Oh, from grandfather to grandfather to right. to dad to you know, it's been in the family for generations, and it's been blessed with every generation that passes. A priest blesses it onto the next right, uh, right. family, you know, that gets it. It's, it's very important. We got to go get it. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's all like, we got to go back there. And he's like, it's the day. It's probably already dead. It probably took it out. We'll go. So they start heading back uh, towards the Chapingo area in that little part that they get you know, traveling up. They're kind of concerned, but it's ultimately it's broad daylight, you know, sunny day. They're both a little bit more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like maybe it was just something weird, like a, a big coyote or something. <laughs> standing on two yeah. yeah you know you, you try to reason with it um, yeah 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 
and when they actually start searching they find a naked man's body with a machete ran right through its stomach and when the grandson flips it over it's the guy that he had gotten into a bar fight with oh shit and you know he the grandfather was thrown back he's like oh crap i must have gone into one of these bars <laughs> he's like and I actually picked a fight with one of these things wow so uh he t- he takes the machete and leaves the body there <laughs> so the story ends <laughs> there's no calling the authorities or anything like that he did kinda... they ever explain the significance of turning the shirt inside out or something well there's uh it, it there is an explanation to it um there's like a bunch of other mythos like if you do have a blessed machete or something like that, mm-hmm. if you stab it into the ground when they're approaching to you, they won't be able to cross that path that's been stabbed. Like a, like it's, a like line. A, it's like a, a, a full straight line. It'll stop them. It's just a, a bunch of other little things that yeah, yeah. You know, don't really... And the donkey's just in the bag. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, poor donkey. <laughs> Finally free. <laughs> <laughs> no, I almost started laughing, though, because uh, you were talking about the the wolves have or like the human eyes and i was like oh like in twilight <laughs> like oh, the, they made sure the actors uh the wolves had the human actors eyes oh did they yeah i've never <laughs> really seen twilight fun fact uh, <laughs> yeah there you go for, for the five people yeah we're talking about uh from dust to dawn uh titty twister <laughs> we're talking about all these horror movies and jen's like uh <laughs> honorable mention twilight <laughs> sparkly vampires you wanted to bring up the the werewolves they come up in in twilight <laughs> in so. twilight of course of course they've oh, they've changed the the mythos for a, for a, for the good part right <laughs> so anyway. th- so let, let me get this straight with twilight when the renesmi i think is her name the daughter i'm gonna say i didn't see the last two okay uh, well she imprints on a full-grown man yes. as a child. Yes. Isn't that kind of weird? Very weird. I hated that. Like, <laughs> I basically hated the whole series, but, like, I had a free audiobook. That's right. I remember you reading them. That's yeah, right. Like, I, I would listen to it at work because it was free. So I was just like, let me just hate, read, listen to this. <laughs> no one, no one does that. You, there you had to have found something interesting well, because, in it. No, it's because I was like, I still am a very large Harry Potter fan. And so I was like, I need to see what the other fandom's about. And I, I was mean, like, it's terrible. You're, you guys you're letting terrible. off a lot of like uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, the other guys were like, he he's all like, where did you learn how to do ballet? He's like, I learned it to make fun of the other guys. And he's like, you took ballet just to make fun of people? He's like, yeah, there's nothing weird with that. There isn't. <laughs> I hate it so much. I had to listen to all the books. <laughs> I'm a peacock. I gotta fly. Yeah, I was all like, hmm. Anyways, I'm just saying. All right. Oh God, we, we gotta watch what we say because then we'll be like, man, we hate Zach Baggins so much that we learned his entire bio. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a tattoo on him on my butt cheek, <laughs> just to spite him. All right. That's what I think of you, Baggins. Oh gosh. All righty. So I am up next, and I did two different hotels uh, that are not hotels. Jesus Christ, Jennifer. I did two different bars. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, before you continue, just so uh, Jen just got a tattoo back piece uh-huh. um, in which she tasked me to help her clean and like kind of uh, re-lubricate. 
So as she's doing that, she's like, I'm going to need you to uh, help me wash and apply this vinyl to my back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I say apply vinyl so much at work, like it, it's automatic, like apply and then next is vinyl. And so. I was like, what's wrong with you? You're not even drinking. <laughs> Anyways. It's, it's been an all day thing, I think. Yeah. Anyways, discombobulation. Yeah, for real. Yeah, our our photo doesn't really do my sister justice. <laughs> She's covered in ink. Yeah, it's it's okay. But anywho's, um, so I'm gonna start off with the Manger Hotel here in San Antonio. Ooh. So in 1859, on February 1st, German businessman William Manger opened the first hotel in San Antonio, as well as the first brewery in Texas. Hell yeah. That's not Anheuser, is it? I don't know. I didn't look. I don't think it's I don't think it's still in operation. (laughs) Um so the hotel has professionals. Very we do research. (laughs) Just not uh very much of it. So the hotel has become an integral part of the San Antonio tourist landscape, nestled between the historic Alamo and River Center Mall, and just a short walking distance from the tourist filled Riverwalk. Inside of the hotel is the Manger Bar, where Texas history was made. Former President Theodore Roosevelt would sit at a table in the Manger Bar as cowboys would come in. Roosevelt, in his military uniform, would then begin buying drinks for them throughout the night, and in the morning would come to find out that they were not only hungover, but part of the Rough Riders Cavalry Brigade. Now many years later, and with some investigations under its belt, the Manger Bar boasts sightings of Teddy Roosevelt in his uniform, sitting at tables, enjoy- enjoying a drink, waiting to lasso him in another cowboy. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother. Come on, that sounds very weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like got like uh, cowboy's butts drive me nuts kind of <laughs> vibes. <laughs> if te- I mean, if Teddy Roosevelt buys me a drink, I'll be like, what's up, Teddy? But then like, if he's like, eh, cowboy, huh? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh god, I'm just picturing fucking uh Urban Cowboy. You real cowboy? I've god. never seen Urban Cowboy. Oh my god, you still haven't seen it. The fun fact is that I'm I'm thinking of Robin Williams as uh Teddy, as Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> like sitting at the bar just fucking cracking jokes. Why would he be Cuz he did Roosevelt? it in the Night at the Museum. Oh, I know I've seen that movie, but it's not there. <laughs> that memory is gone. <laughs> Anyways, um so A famous story that is told goes as follows. One night, a new janitor was closing up the bar, and as he made his way around doing his duties, he saw Teddy Roosevelt there. He gestured to the janitor, but instead, the janitor ran the opposite way towards the exit. The door being locked, and in his fear, he started fumbling and dropped his keys, and made so much racket trying to escape that a manager and security guard rushed over to see what was happening. Quickly telling them he saw a ghost, he left and never returned. One EVP that has been caught captures a voice saying, Get your horses. Possibly Roosevelt himself. Interesting. Right? I would love to hear that. I mean, he really liked cowboys. God damn, that boy, <laughs> that boy died somewhere else and just came back to San Antonio Manger. <laughs> He's well, like, I mean, Hell yeah, technically, he he almost died like twice. He was shot in the stomach. Yeah, and yeah. They gave his oh famous. Gosh. Are you are you serious? You don't know that? I don't remember much. Yeah, he, he there was an attempted assassination on him. He was shot square in the stomach. Oh my god! 
God. Got it patched up and then still gave his like speech, like a, a famous speech. Well, he didn't pay attention at night at the museum. <laughs> I did not. Clearly. Anyways, um, so of course there are other spirits in the Manger Bar, though. There have been sightings of a famous person named Richard King. He was the owner of the King Ranch, which is now the largest ranch in the U.S. with 825,000 acres to its name. God damn. Yep, making it larger than the state of Rhode Island. Isn't that like uh, Texas-wise where that chicken on the king came from? I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the Texas cas or no, the ranch what? casserole. Yeah. I don't know, but I, that w- I wanted to make that joke and be like, I'm a fan of your casserole, sir. I, I but I've never had that. it, to be honest. <laughs> I want to say. Professionals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, look, guys, we try, all right? <laughs> so We got a very limited uh, time space. Yeah, we have a limited amount of time that we can look stuff up. So, uh, King has reportedly been seen throughout the bar. He died in his suite in the hotel, so it's presumed that's why he's sticking around. There is also a lady in white that is seen from time to time, but, you know, lady in white, she just happens to be everywhere, all over the world. It's somewhat of a cliche, right? Yeah. Um, Other ghosts seen around the bar are those of two young boys dressed in in past period clothing. I know. I'm like, what are those two little boys doing in the bar? Yeah, that's... Uh... Unless there was something there before. I mean, well, I, well, I just want to say that it, it's not far-fetched. It, it yeah, because <laughs> mine involves a little girl in a bar, hmm. so... Okay. I was in a bar for a good portion of my childhood, <laughs> so... I want to say it's not as crazy as it seems. Well, you know what? I, you know, I won't say it. Anyways, later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there is also a little girl who is known uh, to sometimes be caught in the background of photos, and sometimes entities are caught in photographs taken of the mirror behind the bar. So, little girl, like let's say you're taking a selfie, like she'll be in the background, like. I don't know, sitting at a chair or something. Mm. But then, when you're taking a picture of the f- uh, of the mirror at the bar, um, like in the background, you would see like entities back there too. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's fucking creepy. Let's yeah, go to this bar. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. There's a good reason to go to a bar. Hey, isn't this the one that the paranormal puta said that they investigated? Uh, no, they did the Stanley Hotel. Oh, okay. Because I remember their story about taking a picture in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's where they got the distorted image over uh, oh, the faces. Leah's face, I think, or Bethany's face. I don't remember, but I, I, yeah, I just remember that they did catch some faces. If which is... we ever do go... I would like a shirt printed that says "Cowboys Butts Drive Me Nuts" <laughs> oh my to see if I can rope in Teddy to just <laughs> pop up behind me like this, like he's a hell yeah, brother. Throwing, yeah, throwing a thumb up to me. <laughs> like, you're gonna be walking by and you're gonna get that like a uh, jocule slap on the butt, like good job. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear my boots and he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so another interesting specter is nicknamed the Vanishing Gentleman, who has two very interesting experiences. Experiences with the patrons of the bar. So the first incident took place in the 70s. A husband and wife were out enjoying a night out in the town, and at one point were on separate sides of the bar, the husband being closer to the entrance of the bar. So in walks the gentleman, dressed to the nines, and immediately begins walking towards the wife, grinning as he goes. Yeah, so the husband, immediately noticing that he's on his way to his woman, uh, he uh, 
tries to confront him, but as he does, the man vanishes right in front of him. What? That, that, was, that was my nickname in the, when I was in I was about 20s. to say, like, <laughs> that's a that's somebody's profile on Tinder right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Vanishing Gentleman. Oh, I, I used to be called The Vanishing Gentleman. Yeah. Anyways, the other incident. So he ghosted his, his wife and his husband. <laughs> Damn, that boy's toxic. <laughs> so the other incident with The Vanishing Gentleman happened in 2004. A woman says that while her and someone else were being served at the bar by the bartender, that a man wearing a 70s style uh, suit sipping cognac stared at them and then vanished. The bartender never acknowledged the gentleman. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, this is uh, just me because it kind of bugs me. I think you mean cognac. How did I pronounce it? <laughs> I think you. I, I honestly thought you said Pontiac. I yeah, was like, what? I was all like, okay. I don't think I said that, but who knows what I said? Cognac. Cognac. <laughs> I think that's what you said. There oh, you go. maybe oh, that's something. what it is. Okay. Sorry, cognac. <laughs> I don't know. Philippe McNaught. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I talk like the Coneheads? <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, so a flying um, ashtray is also attributed to the gentleman. Uh, when a waitress uh, was just making conversation with, you know, the living patrons of the bar, a ashtray flew across the bar. Wow. And they're just saying, like, it was because he was jealous because she was paying attention to him. So I was about to say, that's not very gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that, that almost seems malicious in a sense. Yeah, like, pay attention to me. Huh. But anyways, um, they, they, well, I mean, that kind of makes you question, like, what are his intentions? Like, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time they, they say that uh, spirits still on our plane have unfinished business. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, what would a what would a man like or an entity mm-hmm. like that have? He just wants to chat up all the ladies. Check he's, out his 70s he's still style got, suit. He's still got. He's still got bodies to, oh my God. to, to, ta- to rack up. <laughs> Anyways, if you do decide to visit the bar and it's not bustling, you might be able to get the bartender to share some of their own stories working there. Uh, if interested, Ghost City Tours also offers a haunted pub crawl. And the first stop is at the Manger Bar. So I'm very much about that. Yeah, hell yeah. <clears throat> I'm telling you I need <clears throat> that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what is it cowboy butts what drive me nuts oh my gosh anyways <clears throat> so on to the next one i'll either uh get the ghost of teddy roosevelt or a lot of drink spot for me Ooh, that's true <laughs> it's a win-win jen, situation baby <laughs> jen, jen is about it i know i'm not telling my <laughs> nobody getting margaritas for you Aww. it's my night <laughs> <laughs> my night to shine <laughs> oh my god anyways ain't no shame here uh-huh. ain't no shame in the game <laughs> i know i'll be like tell them to buy me an appetizer <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like an, <laughs> a snack for a snack sir <laughs> thank you <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. Wouldn't it be like a pure coincidence if he said, like, his pickup line was like, have you ever heard of the Cheddar Pee? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'd do that all night, baby. No. <laughs> Anyways. I do, all right. I have so trimmed my toes, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's get on to the next one. Uh, in Houston, Texas, you can find La Carafe Bar at 813 Congress Street. Boasting the title of the oldest commercial commercial building in Houston, 
So it's a small cash-only bar known to be haunted by locals and tourists alike. Just looking at Google reviews, I just wanted to share this one because, like, I love looking at them and then seeing like what are people saying. And this one was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna share it. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get into character, bro. <laughs> this place is legit haunted. I went last night, and the food tray inside the food warmer they have close to the entrance moved inside of the food warmer on its own. My wife saw it too. We were freaked out. I thought it was a Halloween decoration. Nope. It legit made a crash sound, and when we moved to look at it, it was still moving, settling. Crazy. Three exclamation points. <laughs> and that's it. How, how, what kind of review? Like, did, did he get like, like, five gave, stars? Yeah, he gave him a five star. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. You can't pay, like, you can't. You can't pay for that type yeah. of Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get, like, I get, hell yeah. I get Roosevelt in the background <laughs> giving me like a fucking posh face. <laughs> the duck lips from Yeah, Roosevelt. the duck lips, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so on to the haunting. And wouldn't it be cool if like just Robin Williams was in the background too? Just oh. like, like, hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hang out with How Teddy. How many of those have you had? <laughs> I'm just saying, he would have that kind of humor. He would be like, yeah, you're dead, dude. I'm popping it all. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, he's just fucking hilarious like that. Anyways, so on to the haunting. So I got the following information from a YouTube video. Uh, the person's name is Scott Wells, and his video was named Ghost Hunters Houston Seance. And it was uploaded September 6th, 2007. And so it's a, the audio was not very good. It's very like, you could hear everybody in their conversation. Oh. So yeah, like I was like literally like putting my ear to the speaker, like what? But anyways, um, so in this video, we are introduced to Jamie Salinas and Scott Wells, who plan to do magic and host a seance. The video introduces us to Gavin, a long haired, bespeckled man dressed casually in a yellow t-shirt. He introduces himself as a bartender that has worked there for years and says that one of the great things about working there is they are never alone. He recounts hearing many strange noises that are unexplained and glimpses of shadow people that are seen in the peripheral of his vision. What are we laughing at? I don't want to laugh. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, to help you out, I took a picture of my notes compared to the two laptops. <laughs> just to, just so you can post it up on the site. Be okay. like. You know, help help Jesse out here. <laughs> so, anyways, back to Gavin. <laughs> let's let's get him a notepad and some pens, guys. <laughs> so he shares his favorite story of how one night a man and his wife were upstairs enjoying a bottle of wine together when the man suddenly got up and ran out of the establishment. The staff asked his wife what had happened. They were told he saw something move and then felt a cold hand on his shoulder. Sometimes uh, people that don't believe in ghosts uh, will actually see something also and they'll be sub stubborn and they'll be like, who else is in the building with us? And they just don't want to believe that it's a ghost. Gavin also shared the story of a man that had been shot on the sidewalk in front of the bar and uh, he believes that that particular spirit is still hanging around, as well as people that had perished in a fire in the past, uh, and that he didn't know the actual amount of casualties. Damn. But yeah, but he believes that they are there too. 
Sometimes mediums will go in and describe a young boy playing with a ball in the upstairs, and that would explain the noises that the staff would sometimes hear, because uh, they say that sometimes they'll hear like a bouncing ball or a ball rolling back and forth. Another spirit that is reportedly active still is that of a uh, former sex worker who was known to push her competition down the stairs of the bar. God damn. Yeah. Like, like just playing around or like, I'm going to kill you kind no, of thing? No, like, you know, eliminate the competition. Oh, wow. Damn, yeah. girl. Okay. <laughs> and to this day, sometimes women are pushed down, but no major injuries or death have been reported. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for some of that. Oh my gosh. So the upstairs has a window that some people also report to see someone standing there looking down at passerby. Um, and I'm guessing that it's always like just like a shadow or something because they're all like, oh yeah, nobody knows who it is. And, mm, you know. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, and during the video, while the two investigators are exploring the second floor, uh, around the 7 minute 33 mark, there's a noise captured that sounds like something falls over. And both of the investigators, uh, like, both are all like, what was that? And, like, you know, start freaking out, trying to figure out what made that noise. Right. So during this time, an EMF reader that they were using also spikes above their base, uh, which was, like, zero. But unfortunately, that wasn't captured on the recording, so I don't know what that spike was. But they're all like, oh, that was a big spike. And I'm like, well, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> so in another video uploaded by a channel called Local-ish, the video titled Houston's Most ha Haunted Bar, La Carafe, introduces us to the actual owner of the bar, Carolyn Wengler. Miss Carolyn shares the one time a man visited the men's restroom and felt a tap on his shoulder. And when he turned around, there was no one there, so he quickly left the bar. Ted Brown, another bartender there, explains how there are always presents or, or a presence around. He recounts the story of how a patron, uh, oh, I lost my place. Patron uh, comes up to him and asks, uh, "What did the lady die of?" When he asked what lady, uh, the patron replied, "The lady upstairs. She keeps coming downstairs and staring at me." Ooh. I know. Oh God, I would have just left. <laughs> um, so Mr. Brown also Paid shares. good money for that. <laughs> Mr. Brown also shares how someone told them there are five spirits upstairs, even though they're normally told there's only two up there. Ooh. One bartender even claimed to see a deceased former bartender named Carl sitting at the bar still. Wow. I know, and that one would be the creepiest, I think. I was about yeah. to say, imagine, like, you're stuck at work for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, if you do go, or if, if any of the listeners decide to go look at uh, any of these videos, I would recommend the one by Localish because they actually do, like, uh, I guess, like, a little, uh, what do you say, like, a little tour of the bar, and they show that, they are still using the original fucking cash register. That's why it's cash only. Like, oh. yeah, it's like one of those old timeys where you got to like do <laughs> this. Yeah. Like, clink. Yeah. And you got to like wind it up again. And what the hell? Yeah. I'm just like, what? But yeah. Um, and also other notice notable mentions that I'd like to add. Uh, we've already done episodes on Bobby Mackey's music oh, world. Bobby Mackey. Yes. In yeah. episode 37. And we mentioned San Antonio's famous El Camaroncito in episode three, where... That just makes me hungry now. <laughs> the devil danced at the bar. <laughs> yeah. So those are my stories. Man. All right. 
Why aren't there any haunted brothels? Like, I'm sure we don't are. got no brothels. Uh, no, man, I want to go and just be succubied to death. I'm on. I'm gonna you. spit out my water. <laughs> succubied to death. You're like, holy crap, my uh, my my cash app has started working on its own. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, what did you say? Oh, well, because Papi's, uh, his camera notification went off that there was movement in there, but his mm. door is still closed. Dang. Anyways, sorry. Spooky. Okay, so it's my turn. All right, strap in. This is going to be a good one. I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to Austin, Texas. Uh, air quotations, the capital, because it really should be San Antonio. Anyway, I'm just going to throw that out there. And we're going to uh, investigate and hear the stories of the tavern. And this is the name of the bar. Just okay? the tavern. Just the tavern. It's okay. just the tavern. Okay. Uh, and they have a very, what probably is now famous tale uh, that happened there. So let's uh, jump right in okay. and right. hear the tale of Emily. Yes. Okay, so, located on the corner of 12th Street and Lamar sits the tavern, a quaint German-style pub with a long history. During its early Prohibition-era history, the pub was converted into a grocery store on the base level, but upstairs, unknown to unsuspecting shoppers, was a bustling brothel, casino, and speakeasy. Damn. And this is the setting for which the tale that so famously precedes this pub. And like many tales, there are multiple iterations. I want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to go with the one that is uh, generally told. Okay. So the story is told that during its time as a speakeasy, the brothel was headed by a head madam that had a, a daughter named Emily. It said that on many occasions, the head madam would bring her daughter to the brothel where she had a room across the hall from where the adult business was conducted. Hmm. Now, due to the pub being located on the county line, it was frequented by many statesmen. One in particular statesman took an obsessive liking to the head madam. The head madam rejected the advances of the statesman, which infuriated him. With anguish and hatred now fueling his emotions, he exacted his revenge by taking the head madam's daughter, Emily, taking her to the third floor. And I want to put a trigger warning out. The story is, is that he molested her, uh, beat her multiple times, and then finally killed her and stuffed her into a crawl space or floorboards. Oh God. Emily's body was not located till a few days later, and the culprit still to this day has not been named. Okay, so that's the story. And uh, I've already upset my sister. I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm glad I held back with my uh, headmistress jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I shouldn't be laughing. Sorry. Okay. So that is the story. And let's just jump right into kind of the fun stuff, right? Like, okay. so these are the paranormal accounts that happen. Okay. So management and staff have all openly claimed to have experienced paranormal activity throughout the pub from the first floor to the third floor, ranging from mischievous to aggressive. Staff in the kitchen have witnessed dishes projecting themselves and flying off counters. Oh. Items that were just placed in a location being moved. And one uns unsuspecting dishwasher that was caught on camera being hit by a shelf that was lifted up 
and flying off its hinges on the opposite side of the space. God damn. So yeah, this poor dude is just washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and and this this shelf just flies off of the, the brackets and hits him in the back. Poor dude. Yeah. So I kept getting minimum there. wage yeah, for this. There, you know, listening to Nickelback jamming out and you just get slammed <laughs> oh, by this thing. <laughs> Kroger, what's his name? Kroger, uh, Chad, Chad Chud, Chubbs. Chubbs. Gosh, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> so, uh, bar and waiting staff have also experienced their share of activity from their interactions, though they can't help but feel that whatever shares the area with them is playful and mischievous. With items being hidden to TVs being turned off and on channels being changed on their own and even to a phantom pool game as if a child was rolling the pool balls across the table one waitress tells of her story during her first few days at the pub she was being told the tale of emily and remembers being terrified she remembers being startled by the tale and continued her night as usual before leaving at the end of her shift she noticed that the necklace she was wearing was gone after searching for a while they decided to look upstairs and that's where they found the necklace behind the second floor bar where she was not scheduled to work and had not been the entire night. A bar manager also claims that one night while closing up, he realized that the remotes to the 48 TVs was missing. Jesus. So yeah, they, they have 48 TVs and the way he tells it is they have two remotes, right? That are programmed to turn off the two different brand TVs that they have in the, in the, the, the pub, right? Mm -hmm. So he couldn't find them, and he said it's very important, right, because it makes this job easier. So they have a specific location where they put these two remotes, and they were MIA. They were gone. So uh, just kind of like going on about it, he was just whatever, right, mm -hmm. and uh, thought nothing more of it. So he went on to turn them off manually. About halfway through turning them off, one of the TVs on the opposite, opposite wall suddenly flicked back on. Chalking it up to a malfunction, he continued. When he got to the next, again another TV turned on, randomly in the room. This continued until he shut them all off, right? So like he finally turned them all off and then it just stopped. Mm -hmm. Another bar manager along with patrons at the bar all witnessed a shelf in a dishwasher filled with glasses lift up and flip out of the dishwasher God damn fuck? this goes as strong as fuck <laughs> <laughs> sending all the glasses to the floor shattering and waitress or you know the bartender and uh witnesses all in shock thinking the same thing other bar patrons and staff have also claimed to have been pinched and have someone whisper in their ears along with random cold spots that never seem to stay in one place hmm. The bar manager has also been witness to strange activity. She said on multiple occasions while in her office, which is on the third floor, she'll hear as if someone is running up or walking up the stairs with no one to be found when investigated. She's also witnessed a picture fall off of her office wall, which was said that. Uh, so she tells the story that she was going to hire another waitress there. And by chance, she brought her daughter along with her because, you know, she didn't have anybody to watch her. Right. So they leave the little girl in the corner of the room with a you know piece of paper and some some colors to color while they did the interview. When they came out, she was talking to somebody and they asked her, who are you talking to? And the little girl said, the strange girl over there. 
So she showed them the picture that he had, she had drawn and she had drawn a little girl in old timey clothes with no shoes. And in the little bubble, like it was like a little thought bubble, it said, you can work here. So that picture was framed and put up on the wall. And that's the picture that continuously falls off the wall. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's freaking me out or if it's, I'm just cold, but I'm getting shivers. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a little bit of both. Yeah. So uh, this portion I got from an incredible investigation that is pretty much like the go-to for anything the tavern related. It was done by, and he is a local podcaster, so I would like to say anybody who wants to listen to this investigation, please go support him. He does some great, great in-depth work. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, and I'm not over-exaggerating this, and of course, this is just my opinion, like his work is better than most of the ghost uh entertainment you know tv on on you know like discovery or G- nat geo whatever zach is on and are you stuff. talking i was about to say are you talking about baggins <laughs> yes i'm talking <laughs> about baggins. like really he's he's with the night owl podcast and uh he did an incredible investigation and i'm gonna i'm gonna describe a few things from here <clears throat> so by all means go show him some support go listen to it it is a really good investigation so Stephen uh, Bellew's investigation started in uh, 2018, and uh, it's during this investigation that he was able to uncover more facts through a medium that accompanied him. It's during their walkthrough of the pub that the medium sensed the little girl presence and began following her throughout the building. For a while, she follows through the establishment as if having a cat and mouse game, almost as if playing hide and seek. The medium claimed that she would find her in rooms, peeking behind, out from behind furniture or from around corners. The medium stated that this was a, the trickster presence that everyone had interacted with. She loved playing games and hiding things. She described her as being a young girl in a white early century dress, and everything seemed quite lighthearted for the time, until they reached the stairway to the third floor, where the medium was startled by a tall, imposing man with a distinguishable mustache. He was not angry looking or aggressive in nature. She did notice upon discovering the new presence, the little girl presence was no longer around. The next interaction with this new presence was described as being a bit more free roam. He moved and passed through objects with no notice, traveling from one room to the next freely. After a while following this male presence, it's then she also began to take note that she began to see the child entity again. Only this time, Whatever room the male presence was moving into, she would immediately leave, as if not wanting to be in the same room as him. It's after days of investigating the pub that they both arrive to the conclusion that the child presence is Emily, and learn that the, this male presence is in fact actually the tra- is actually trapping Emily within the pub, not allowing her to leave. Now, as good as this is, and as much as I would love to continue telling you this, mm-hmm. like I said go find his episode go find the podcast it is so good i'm gonna go listen to it is it really is so good it's gonna give you chills it is really gonna it's it's amazing maybe tomorrow then (laughs) (laughs) and like i said uh it's on the night owl podcast it's like his second episode it is really really good like i said it seems to be like the go-to because while i was doing my research on the internet it was directing me to his podcast so i mean 
Yeah, it, it, it really is. I want to go incredible. leave Emily Candy or something. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah, uh, and and like I said, oh God, I would love to tell you about this whole experience, but you should really go listen to it because further into the investigation, they actually meet Emily's mother in the investigation, oh and she's trying to tell her that, uh, and and they come to this incredible conclusion that the mother actually holds power over Emily and the male presence oh. saying that, yes, this is the man who killed my daughter and I am holding her on a different plane than the male and I'm trying to protect her. So I'm, I'm trying to keep them separated, but he keeps trying to pursue her, trying to get to her for some reason. Hmm. And, uh, even in sometimes it seems like this male presence was uh, intelligent because during the episode, they actually discover a new room in the in the building that everybody kind of forgot. Right. Like it was a junction box to where all the electricity went to. And the medium discovered that that was his hiding spot. And oh, every wow. time they they discovered him, he was like farthest away from there. Which is and when she uh, Pablo <clears throat> Santo, when she started burning that, it kind he, of. It made drew, him run. Yeah. yeah, it made him run. And when she was walking through doing her thing, she noticed a real strong uh, like energy emanating from this one room. And she opens the door and it really it gave me shivers. She opens the door and you can hear her. She says, ha, nice try. I found you. And he's supposed to or he was in there supposedly hiding. And she was like, I, I know where your your hiding spot is. And she does a cleansing in that room and Ooh, stuff. That gave me shivers. Yeah. It really is such a good episode. Yeah, like I'm I said. I'm not listening it tonight then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait for the day. Well, that's funny because that's usually like a lot of like, it's weird. Like how the correlation between certain apparitions where they run to it's the, the, around electrical exactly spots yeah 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 and they and they even say that and like i said i mean steven he does such good work he's very non-biased he keeps it within the realm of like uh like really doing an investigation and that was one of the things that he said he was like you know it is strange that there is all of these electrical things coming into this one room and he's in here almost as if he's drawing power from all of that stuff so like I said, go listen to the episode. So good. So good. One more time. What's the name of the podcast? The Night Owl Podcast. The Night Owl Podcast. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And he is local. I will make a note of it on my piece of paper. Or, <laughs> sorry, my uh, my Jesse's, humidifier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> manual. Manual. <laughs> Jesse's pen is going to run out of ink. It's just like, damn it. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to continue with some other little haunting facts. Okay. Uh, so... People have witnessed screams and yelling in the building. On multiple occasions, staff have been confused when closing. They'll still t uh, hear talking and laughter as if customers were still in the building. When going to see if they needed anything, they'll discover that no one is there. Remnants of the brothel are still present in the building, with grooves where the stalls for the brothel women would conduct their business still etched in the walls and ceiling. One such video captures a shadowy figure standing where it was known to be Emily mother, Emily's mother's stall. The figure stands for a moment and then moves towards an adjacent wall and then disappears. Sightings don't just happen within the walls of the building. People have witnessed from the buildings and streets outside of the tavern movement from within the building during closed hours. 
Upon informing building owners and management that someone has broken into the tavern, when they arrive, nothing is disturbed as if no one was in there, and camera footage shows that no one was inside. Furniture has also been reported to move on its own. One waitress has claimed to have actually seen Emily. On a night she was working, she claimed to have seen a very strange looking little girl staring intently at a group of customers right next to them. Hmm. With with some, uh, when doing that, you would imagine that they would take notice, but the customers seemed oblivious to the little girl standing there strangely staring at them. This startled her and she was locked in. One of her coworkers noticed this and then asked her if she was okay. Upon turning to tell him what she saw just for a split second, she turned back to see that the strange girl was now gone. And this is the really good one. This is, I really love this fact. So in 2003, the building was going through a renovation and during the construction of an upstairs patio area, a portion of the wall was knocked out. They discovered a pair of little girl shoes hiding within the wall. It, they fell out. They are now framed and on display in the bar area. Can you guess? I'll give you two guesses where this wall is. Probably where that crawl space was. Exactly. Yeah, okay. It brings it all together. <clears throat> so in that crawl space that she was in, her fells her shoes fell off of her feet and down into the wall kind of solidifying the validity of all of this okay and that is the tale of the tavern oh that was really well told but oh my heart is breaking for her <laughs> that poor baby god damn it i'm supposed to spook you i'm sorry if it has to do with kids i'm just gonna be heartbroken i'm literally gonna be like we need to go take her candy we're gonna take her an offering or something and that's why you would never make it in mexico as i pointed out to you <laughs> <clears throat> these, okay, kids, so, these kids would eat you for dinner yeah no shit right <laughs> So what'd you think? Uh, it was it, it's really good and creepy and I can't wait to go listen to this other podcast's investigation. Yes, but... uh Night Owl podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He uh sadly he hasn't posted anything since October. I really hope he comes back and, you know, posts some more stuff. Uh another yeah, well, episode. Anything after October means the holidays gotcha. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's Thanks true. Good. Very true, yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like he does some really good work. He does some really good work, and uh, yeah, I'm on his his Instagram right now, and he does say that they do have some plans for 2022. So good awesome, for him. yes, yes, go show him some support. <clears throat> some support. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed that those three episodes. It's three episodes. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, and he does it all there on hand. And it, it's really good. It's really good. Guys, don't please leave us for his podcast, though. <laughs> Share us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let him know that we sent you. And maybe he'll, uh, you know, give us a thanks or something, you know? Yeah, we can be, uh, what, what do they call them? Sister wives. What? <laughs> we can be podcast sister wives to you guys. Oh please God. don't leave us. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well. Thank you for listening into this episode of Haunted Bars. 
Um, if you have a suggestion for something you'd like for us to cover in the future, definitely send us a message. You could send it through one of our social media accounts or you can email it to letschatparanormal at gmail.com. Again, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share it with your friends and family. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I want to go get drunk and get naked and streak oh and make it a spooky night. At the Minger? Anywhere. Oh. <laughs> so just... I need boxers that say cowboys butts <laughs> drive me nuts. Well, I would like to go to the Minger Teddy. bar. I was, you know what? I was looking for the, the Minger bar, uh, like their menu. Okay. Because I was just like, well... What's the price range we're looking at? And I could not find a single thing. And I was, and all I can think of is that saying, like, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it. I want to say that, that that is true. Yeah. So the, trying to keep us riffraff out of there. <laughs> no, we don't have no cheladas in here. <laughs> oh, God. That's probably the place that we'll go to and they'll be like Lone Star. Yeah. They'll give me. <laughs> Good old Teddy will be like, I got you, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks again, guys, for listening in. And hopefully we will see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.